Corinthians chapter 13, verses 11 through 14. Romans chapter 13, verses 11 through 14. And listen now, listen for the word of the Lord. And as you are able, I invite you to stand out of reverence for God's holy word. Besides this, you know what time it is. You know what time it is. How is it now? It's the moment for you to wake up from your sleep. For salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. Oh, the night is far gone. The day is near. So let us then lay aside the works of darkness and put on the armor of light. Let us live honorably as in the day. Not in reveling and drunkenness, not in debauchery and lusciousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. Instead, put on the Lord Jesus Christ and make no provision for the flesh to gratify its desires. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. You may be seated. Won't you pray with and for me now, almighty and everlasting God. All powerful, all knowing everywhere, present creator of the universe. Lord, as I come standing before you and your people, won't you freshly anoint me by allowing the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, for you are my strength and you are my redeemer. In the precious and holy name of Jesus the Christ. Amen. Put a smile on your face. You're so beautiful, Mother. Just say out loud, say, a wonderful change. A wonderful change. Oh, my God. My dearly beloved, you know, I have been listening to the news in a way to have some idea of the spiritual state of the world. I have been watching people on 
every network, especially on YouTube, somebody say YouTube, to understand and see how people are acting today. What, what have I learned? Just, just a few things. I've learned a few things. I learned that the weather is doing things that have never been recorded in our lifetime. I've learned that people are killing all over the world as murder rises to a percentage we have not seen. And who's doing a lot of it? 20 to 30 year olds, our babies. I've heard that there have been over 600 mass killings in this year alone. And thousands of our children have died. And so I have come, beloved, as many of you have, to this conclusion. This conclusion. We, we, can't, we can't talk about the world because we are the church. God put us here to transform the world, but we desperately need to convince the world that making a change in our lives can be a wonderful thing to do. We live in a world that hates change when change is a reality that none of us can escape. None of us at this time and place can stay just the way we are because the world is falling apart. There are just too many horrendous things happening today that would not happen if people were true Christians. Can I get an amen? People without the knowledge of good and evil, good and evil, good and evil. The devil has told us so many things. You don't judge, oh, good and evil, oh, so we don't judge. Well, I tell people, judgment has always been a character of God, and it is a character of reality, uh, because if you do right, you'll be judged by God and go to heaven. You do wrong, you'll be judged by a judge in a court. You go to jail. So listen, there are things that are good and there are things that are bad, nasty, and ugly. People without the knowledge of good and evil today, wrong and right, as taught in the word of God, the Bible, will be controlled by their flesh and their human free will, meaning people today do whatever their flesh commands. We have been inundated with images of killing. So the whole killing thing has just been demised to the point that we have put in our spirits that if something's wrong, just kill it. Our children have seen more gun violence than they have Cinderella stories. 
Our children have heard more about evil than they've heard about good. Our children have heard more about not being a Christian than they have about being one. Controlled by our flesh and our human will. My prayer today is that every human being will receive the Lord Jesus Christ as their Lord and as their Savior. So that this evil world will be transformed by the power of almighty God. Can somebody say amen? Listen, the more people who become born again in Jesus the Christ, that will lead to a mighty transformation of human behavior. And I pray and pray to hear these words. I want to hear people say, I don't want to hear them say they want to be like a movie star or a football player or somebody important or a rich person. Or I, I want to hear people say, ah, Lord, I want to be like Jesus in my heart. In my heart, I want to be like Jesus. In my, in my heart. You see, people who don't have Jesus as their Lord and their Savior will be led by the devil and find themselves killing, stealing, and destroying. Oh, Lord, have mercy on the world today. Well, Pastor Paul wrote this letter to the church in Rome before he had even met them. Isn't that something? Before he had even met them. And he also wrote it for us today. And so he writes as a reverend of the church, sharing the truth of the times and the word of God in order to make sure that they were well equipped to make it into the kingdom of God. The Bible says, how can they hear without a preacher? And today we need to hear those same words from the Apostle Pastor Paul for today. So let's get to this. In our scripture, we find Pastor Paul speaking about the last days. And I know you're going to say, well, people have always said it's the last days. Well, people are right. It's always the last days until Jesus comes again. He says... In the last days, time is running out, he says, for salvation is nearer to us now than when we became believers. The right is far gone, and the day, the night is far gone, and the day is near. Oh, in this statement, the day of salvation is also the day of judgment. Judgment. Isn't it sad people don't want to hear about that? Judgment. They go around saying, oh, God just loves us no matter what. He loves us unconditionally. The devil is a liar. He's an if-then God. You don't believe it? Just look up if-then when he said if-then in the Bible. If-then, my people, if-then. If you're a Christian, may I remind you, beloved, that as Christians, our goal in this life is to be more like Jesus we should, be, we should be living this life in a way that guarantees us entrance into 
heaven for eternity. This world is not our home. We're just passing through. Oh, beloved, the day is coming when Jesus will return and take the righteous, those living right, home with him. We don't know the date. We don't know the month, the year, or the hour, but we know that the day is coming. So, child of God, the day is coming when Jesus will return to take us to a, a place called heaven. Heaven. How, how many of us believe in heaven today? I, I don't know. I don't know. How many of us believe that there's a place called heaven? A place where there's not going to be any crying or dying or lying or hate or pain. No more jealousy, no sorrow, no more fear, no more disappointment, no more bills, no more loneliness, no more sickness, no more pills, no more violence, no more abuse, no more anxiety, no more stress. We must act like we want to go to a place called heaven. Somebody say heaven. Well, you see, as Christians, we are serious. We ought to be serious. We are serious about making heaven our home. Therefore, we must be acting like Jesus. We must take this warning in the word of God to start living as if today is our last. So therefore, in verse 13, he says, let us then lay aside the works of darkness, lay aside all the bad things that are happening because it could touch us if we don't put on the armor of light. So let us live honorably as in the day, not reveling in drunkenness, not in debauchery and licentiousness, not in quarreling and jealousy. The sad thing to say is so many of these things you can find in the church. Oh, my God, help us today. But beloved child of God, Pastor Paul is just reminding us here that some things the world will tolerate. Some things the world will accept. Some things the world will make it right even if it's wrong. Some things the world will tolerate and let people get away with it, but, but things that Jesus does not want us to do are real, real, real today. Oh, the world might accept it, but you got to know if that's what the Bible says. Because Jesus is both a God of grace, mercy, and judgment. Evil is opposite to who he is, and we are to be like. So it may be somebody today who needs to stop doing some of those things that you do in the dark, hiding from people. Somebody ought to say amen. Some of the things you do in the dark, hiding from us, you know, because you better realize that Jesus can see even in the dark. Yeah, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Yes, he can. Yes, he can. There just might be somebody watching or listening and 
and who needs to start practicing living an honorable life like Jesus lived. Our will and our hearts and our actions, pleas and desires to do what the Lord would have us do and not so much what we want to do. Can I get an amen? Today, many of us may need to hear from heaven and make some changes in the way we live. We ought to be thinking about that on a daily basis. Don't get stuck thinking you don't need no changes. Don't get stuck. I had to do it, and I am still freely letting the Lord soothe my rough edges. He's, he's still cleaning my filters at nearly 80 years old. He's still mending my worn spots. He's still sewing my torn places. Somebody say amen. Oh, he's still pruning my pain and my past. Jesus is still working on me. He's working on me. He's not finished with me yet. He's not finished with you yet. You may not know it. So don't get that self-righteous attitude now. I'm telling you, just because I'm older don't mean I'm, I'm finished. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. He's still working on me. He's not finished with me yet. Oh, I may not be who I ought to be now, but I'm sure not who I used to be. Somebody help me up here. Hallelujah. And I trust him. I trust him because I know that when he gets through with me, I will come forth as pure gold. Oh, he's working on me. Oh, he's working on me. I'll be ready for that great getting up morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Neighbor, don't talk about me. Tell somebody, say, neighbor, don't talk about me. God's not through with me yet. Oh, hallelujah. You know why I'm a Christian? Because I know I need Jesus. Not because I'm good, but because I can be bad, I need Jesus. You know why I come to church? Because God said so. You know why I listen to the word? Because that's where I learn right from wrong, good from evil, and how Jesus acted when he walked the earth. I don't come to church because I'm all that and a bag of chips. I come to church because I need Jesus to help me and fix my own spirit of the living God. Fall afresh on me every seven days. Pastor Paul does not bite his tongue. See, y'all... The church today that said in the last days just want people to make them feel good. They don't, they don't want to hear this kind of saying. But Pastor Paul doesn't bite his tongue. And you know, the older you get, you'll stop biting yours. Because I got too much to say. Because I've seen too much and I know too much and I've learned too, too much. He says it straight out. He says it straight out. He says, live, don't live in reveling, which means wild parties and drunkenness. Uh -oh. Now, some of us just don't do that because we ain't got the energy no more. But 
<laughs> Some of us just stop. See, a party is not like reveling a real party. A party is with your friends where, where you go there to lift them up and you go there to share good things and, and you go there to let them know there is somebody in the world who's there for them. He continues, do not participate in debauchery. You know what that means? Orgies. Mm-hmm. Church, don't, don't be like you just naive. You ain't got to do something to know that it's, it does happen. We got to know what happens in the world without having to do what's happening in the world. There is something wrong with a naive church because then you don't know what to pray about. Then you don't know what to look for. Then you don't know what to talk about. Then you don't know how to say, baby, that is not right. How do I know? Because the Bible said so. Yes. Yes. And then he talks about licentiousness. That means just not having no morals, that you'll just do anything, just, just anything. Uh, when I was working in in um, Harlem, New York City. I went there just so naive. In fact, they said that's why they selected us because we were naive. But they had brought people from Harlem to help Harlem. They know too much. They fear too much. But to take somebody from Lubbock, Texas and bring them to Harlem and they, all they know is everybody's okay and they love everybody and you know, we ain't expecting nothing bad to happen because we haven't seen nothing bad happening to people. So we go with a different attitude. But the Bible says licentiousness is just being morally unrestrained. Do, do we even talk about morals today? Do, do we even talk about what we value today? Do we just allow people to think that whatever you feel like doing, do it? Licentiousness being morally unrestrained, just anything goes, and, and quarreling, and jealousy. There are worldly things, and, and these are worldly things, and, and those who claim the world and the prince of the world, the devil, is their reality, will do whatever they want whenever they please, just like they want to with whomever will join them in it. Oh, we're seeing it today. You know, Things are happening, not so much just because happening, but things are happening for the, us to open our eyes and to see. But as Christians, listen, as Christians, we are called to a higher standard of living because Jesus is the Lord of our life. And so while some Oh, you may be quick to get that feeling of self-righteousness. Oh, I can hear somebody saying that. I can hear somebody saying, well, I've never been involved in things like drunkenness or orgies or anything that was sexually immoral. Well, good for you. Good for you. 
Those are not the only sins. <laughs> well, I've never been involved in those things. But have you ever been a part of quarreling? That's a sin. Gossip? That's a sin. Lying? That's a sin. Hating? That's a sin. Selfishness? Fighting? Quarreling? Jealousy? You don't have to say it. I know the answer. You don't. Oh, my beloved, but let me tell you today, to be a real Christian, you and I must be determined to be more like Jesus, who will make us different from the people of the world. We can't do it without him. We, we can't. We can't be better without him. Your, your friends can't make you better. Your mama, your daddy, none of, they, people can't make you better. Only Jesus has the power to make each of us better. Only Jesus and the Holy Spirit will stop us when we want to say yes and make us say no. Only Jesus can make a wonderful change happen. So Pastor Paul tells us, he tells us, instead of making provisions for the flesh, Oh, God, I can't even talk about this because we live in a society that is consumed with the flesh. Consumed. It's okay to just be thankful for your flesh. But to be consumed, like nothing is more important than what your flesh needs. We must make provisions for the flesh. We must... Put on the Lord Jesus Christ. Listening, listen, listen, listen. Things are happening today, church. Things are happening today so that we can see and know the evil in human beings who don't know Jesus. One example of the devilish activity is shown clearly in what happened to Shaquilla Robinson. I mean, come on, world. That's not the first time that people have been around people who they call their friends but didn't have the Holy Ghost Spirit to discern who really was their friend or not. People will come with you for what you have and what they want. Jealousy will make you kill somebody. Partying and, and drinking and all of that kind of stuff. Just look at the story. If you haven't seen the story, if you haven't tested and watched how human behavior has declined in humanity, this story of a young girl who went to Mexico with people she called her friends, People, so empty, so devilish that they would watch a young woman being beat up and not do anything. They'd even tape it like it was a game. Oh, yes, God is letting us know how deeply the world is stained today 
can just pick so much from that. Now, I don't know, but I don't think that in my day, a real man real man would sit aside and watch a young woman be beaten by another woman and not try to stop her. Taking pictures. Aren't you going to fight back, Jaquila? Like that was a game. She said, no. This world, let me say, I'm going to say it over and over again because it's, for me, the truth, and I have already said, God, I'm so sorry. But the church of Jesus Christ must take some responsibility for the people we have ignored and left out. We forgot to go and make disciples Christ for the transformation of the world. We need to talk to our children and our grandchildren, all the children, about the horrible things the devil will do and the devil will make you do. I think any teenager ought to be set down in front of this tape and go on and discuss everything that happened to this young woman with every teenager that lives in their house. Because our country, our nation, does not believe in wrong or right anymore. They don't believe in heaven and hell. Lord, if God just let anybody come in heaven, it wouldn't be heaven anymore. We need to talk about what's going on in the world. We need to pray and talk and engage our young with the knowledge of good and evil. You should never watch another human being be destroyed while you watched. That's what the world has come to today. And the lie. Strangers, people she'd known a long time, people she'd been to college with, her. Lord, help us. So this is the best advice you and I will ever hear for ourselves and to tell them, put on the Lord, Jesus Christ. Get over the fancy clothes. Uh, get over the skippy. The, what, did, what do you call when you go skinny dipping? Get over it. That, that's where they were planning to do. Get over it. Old people today, get over it. Can't wear that bathing suit no more. Get over it. Grandma's trying to be teenagers. Girl, put some clothes on. Stay out of Vegas sometimes and go to church. Stop giving all your money to the machines. And put it in the church. 
Smile at people. Don't talk about them. Help people. Don't hurt them. Human beings, the most prized creation in all the world, human beings are just being mocked today. Just mocked. People don't care nothing about a human being no more. People name their cars today. They make a thing a human. They put a name on their wig. Humanizing a wig. Humanity. God's most precious creation. Being spit on and spat on and beaten and ignored. Put on Jesus Christ. You know why? Because we can't control our flesh without divine intervention. The Bible says the spirit is willing, but the flesh is weak. We need Jesus today. Pastor, how do you put on the Lord Jesus Christ? I hear you. I hear you. How do you put on the Lord Jesus Christ? I'm glad you asked. It's just not going to take long first. We identify with Jesus by being baptized. Yeah, y'all done forgot all of that. Baptized. Young mothers, I don't care how old you are when you had that baby. The baby ought to make you go to church. And the baby ought to make you get baptized along with them. I'm talking about baptized. The word says in Galatians 3.27, as many of you as were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. Yeah, it's important to be baptized, yeah. Very important because the Bible says so. Putting on Jesus means taking that step of initiation. Initiation. You do all that initiation in the games for the devil. All God asking you to do is just be baptized as an initiation process. Getting wet with the water. That's the symbol of cleansing us from the dirt of the world. From baptizement. When we baptize from baptism, we emerge clean. And so we are prepared to put on Jesus. You don't put clean clothes on a dirty body, do you? Well, baptism is your bath before putting on Jesus. Get baptized. Secondly, to put on the Lord Jesus Christ means to have a revelation knowledge of the Lord in your life. Means that sometimes, if you know the word of God, you're going to hear God talking to you and not them so-called friends. When people would say, it won't hurt, try it. God will say no. When people will say, ain't nobody looking, you better know that God is looking. You must get on your, your own 411 on Jesus. You need to read the Bible. You, you must have your own experience with Jesus, your own awareness of Jesus, your own inward knowledge of his reality. I can't put Jesus on for you, boo-boo. 
You must dress yourself with the Lord. I can't know Jesus for you. You must know him for yourself. And knowing about him is not the same as knowing him to be like him. You must know him. And so when you put on something, it becomes a part of you. You can feel it. And all Jesus is asking us today, do you feel me? Do you feel me? When you put on Jesus, I can tell you this. As I'm closing, I can tell you this. Things you used to do, you don't even want to do anymore. I know. I know. I'm telling you. Thoughts you used to have vanish from your mind's eye. People you thought were all that you needed, you don't need them anymore. Don't be a needy, greedy for people or friends. Places you used to go, when you put on Jesus, they don't even interest you like they used to. You better listen to me because I know what I'm talking about. What used to attract you will now make you sick. What you used to hear and say, you don't want to hear and say anymore. You can do without some of the things that you want that you know you don't need. What you thought was important goes to the bottom of the list. Weaknesses you had disappear. The good things people told you you could not do, Jesus will make it happen. Things you thought you could never live through, Jesus will carry you through. Problems seem unmovable, but he just slaps them right out of the way. Oh, beloved, when we Put on Jesus. Oh, when we put on Jesus. One, you'll know we are Christians by our love. <laughs> we put on Jesus. We have a, a new attitude. The change begins. We, because we know that what we put, when we put on Jesus, we become like him. And then we are changed. We're fixed and being fixed. We are healed and being healed. We are different. We are born again, not of the flesh, but of the spirit. I love the songwriter saying, change me. Change me, oh God. Make me more like you. me, oh God, make me more like you, change me, oh God, wash me through and through, create
a clean heart so that I may worship worship you. Make me more like you. You know your vocals ought to be on Change me, oh God. Watch you know me you through. You need to meet Jesus before you start meeting all those people. Create in me a clean heart. So that I. Worship you. And then a wonderful change. Oh, change me. Oh, God, I need for you to change me. Oh, change me. Change me. Like only you can. Change me. Whatever is like you, whatever is not like you.
Pastor Jesus in me say? He needs a hug. you do that I said because Jesus Jesus told me to there ought to be who we are crying over. That there ought to be people today, church, who we touch. I was talking to someone the other day and they said, you love the you. I said, well, you know, to a holy God, <laughs> I'm untouchable. <laughs> to a God who is holy, who knows no sin, he's still holy. 
me. He still believes in me. He still takes the time and the love to change me. And so, I said it and I say it yet. I learned to do what must. what I used to be oh I'm not what I used to be I'm not the same way thank God and today I thank God because I'm so glad it changed it's a wonderful change that's come Stop obsessing over yourself. He said that to me. Why are you obsessing over what you're going to have and how you're going to live and how you're going to make it? There's still somebody in the world who trade places with you, Cliff. Have your way. Have your way. Have your way. Give the Lord a hand praise. Praise the name of Jesus. Wonderful change. Lord, I pray it will come over all of those who have been baptized, who call themselves Christians. There may be those of you watching. First, I want you to really, um, if you're hearing the word, send it to someone. Put it out there. 
invite you now to do what the Bible teaches us to do, and that is to give. To give. Do much is given. Much is required. There are many, many ways to give, and you will see them on on the video. If there are those of you who want to join the Church of Jesus Christ, we would love to have you here. But if you don't want to be here, we pray you go somewhere. Come to Jesus. Just as you are, come to Jesus. And tomorrow as we prepare to leave this sanctuary and not leave Jesus we invite you to stand at your altar place if you're at home we invite you to stand with us and as you leave this place the word said it's late in the day. All the signs say we're living in the last days. Get ready. Get excited. Church say amen.